Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back, fellas. It's uh, Smoke and Mirrors, episode uh, 69. <laughs> <laughs> the Mutual Love episode. We told you we owed you one. <laughs> Jesus. How you guys living? Yeah. Yeah, this is going good, man. This has been uh, a sick week. <laughs> yeah, been sick as a dog since bloody Friday. Yeah. Oh, on Wednesday, like, I just, I was racked with fever and everything. Those dudes. But man, I gotta tell you, that uh, lavity pathology is dog shit. For real? I went there on the fucking on the Thursday. Hmm. I rock up, it's like twelve twenty. I'm like, can I get like these tests done? Because I had to get more than one test. Like hmm. the doctor was like, I want bloods, I want urine, I want everything. Jeez. And like I was too sick to say that Predator Two joke. <laughs> He's like, can I just leave my underwear? <laughs> So, like, I rock up there, and then the guy's like, uh, I need to have lunch. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yes, lunch. So I come back later. I was like, what time can I come back? You know what I mean? He was like, 1 p.m. It takes a 40-minute fucking lunch. Anyways, I go on Friday, and I was like, all right, well, I'm cleared from, like, the PCR test because I just went through a fucking drive through anyways. Hmm. <clears throat> go to this other one in this doctor's office. They shut down shop fucking early. Like they heard me coming and they were like, <laughs> and fucking ran out the room. Damn. Cause I was like, I'm here for like a blood test to like the receptionist hmm. at the doctors. They shut down the fucking like the room where they do the tests. Jesus. So I was like, fuck this. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not going to waste more fucking time. Did you complain? Nah, that's why I just like on Twitter, I was like, fuck Lavity Pathology. <laughs> they get back to you. Nah, those are, I think they debunked that account since 2014. So, yeah. Mm. Fuck them. Yeah. All right. Fuck Lavity Pathology. <laughs> as a brand, as a company. <laughs> Starting off with our streaming news there. So uh, it looks like we're going to get a um, a making of for the the last tango in Paris. Right? Mm. So we've got um, the writers of Entourage and Boston Public. What the hell was Boston Public? That was the uh, the school teacher one. Was that with uh, what's his face Ultron? That was Boston Legal. That was Boston Legal. Right. Eh? I also think it's the one with Shatner, but that was also Boston Legal. <laughs> right. Obviously, don't know what these shows are. Maybe a spinoff series, but yeah. So Jeremy, Jeremy Miller, and Daniel Cohn, right? So they're going to write it. We can, we're going to have Lisa Brulham, Brulman, so Killing Eve, and Jose Badia, Badia, who um, is just coming off Narcos. Mm. Um, they're going to direct it. So last, um, last Tango in Paris is that movie where the uh, uh, what's his face. Brando. Brando is like the middle-aged man and he's he's having a midlife crisis and then mm. moves over to, well, at least goes over to Paris and just uh, has a whole bunch of sex with the, what looks like an underage girl. But Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of wild. So, yeah, the, the it's going gonna, it's gonna to center around like them making that movie and how crazy it was on the set. Yeah. Because like some, some crazy stuff uh, – Went on there, right? 
So the that the guy that the guy that directed it was like, you know, he'd use like, you know, actual real emotions and stuff like that on the set or try get that out of the people and mm. Yeah. Yeah. Much like Friedkin did with the gun. Yeah. Friedkin was kind of weird like that, but still. This guy was this more guy like was, the emotional yeah. manipulator. Blackmailing them emotionally and yeah, trying yeah, to get his movie done. Yeah, it was kinda of, it's kinda of weird. And then like, you know, the the chick that's in the movie didn't didn't get paid. Like the director and Brando got paid. She didn't get paid. She I mean, got fuck all compared to what they got. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she like has full on mental breakdown and gets addicted to drugs and yeah. it's just wild. It's it pretty a wild fucked up. Time. Like everyone celebrates like how great the movie was, but there was some shit that went down. I yeah. never seen that movie. To tell Me you neither. the truth, the only Brando movie I watched was The Godfather, Godfather Two, and The Score. Son, that's it. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. That's it. That's how I know Brando. Yeah, I've um, dive into those other works. I keep getting Island of Doctor Moreau as well. Ah, uh, yes, Island yeah. Doctor Moreau. And even like on I've, there, I've, he was a little dicky. Yeah. I've watched those ones, um, but I also watched On the Waterfront, mm. which would have been before all the shit went down. Brando was a fucking beast. Yeah. I keep getting Brando mixed up with Rutger Hauer in fucking Sin City. To be honest, Rutger is probably the one that should be getting showered with praise a lot more than Brando. Big time. Yeah. Because the way that man conducts himself off screen is like legendary. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to the hobo with a shotgun, man. Mm. Um, another shout out to Kurt Sutter. Mm. Uh, Kurt Sutter doesn't <laughs> doesn't conduct himself well off off screen. Because no, um, he um, he's developing this show called Abandons over at Netflix. Mm. So he's always wanted to dip his toe paws in like the Western genre. So this will give him a chance to do that. And it's about the beginnings of La Cosa Nostra mm. um, in the Old West. Uh, it's like late 1800s. They're setting up and it's a, it's a culture of like people basically paying off these like gangs and stuff mm. that are, are basically terrorizing them. But there's mm. like these, these Italian or Sicilian um Miners basically go fuck this. Let's band together and get these guys the fuck out of there. Hmm. And um, like they do. Like this sounds exciting. So the first season is about them sort of banding together, setting everything up, and then kind of staking their claim. Yep. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but then the second season will be them like going on the run and and kind of like setting up shop at a different locale every season. So it sounds pretty cool. Um. And it kind of shows like those deep kind of Italian roots in American society all the way back then. You know, if they go far enough, we actually get to see them like sort of build Chicago and that and then get get mm. real dug in in Chicago with like, you know, uh, uh, Frank Nitti and all those sort of guys. Mm. And yeah, that'd, that'd be really, really cool, actually. Mm. I like I like the sounds of this story. It sounds like if they had done that first nine Sons of Anarchy um, yeah. idea that Kurt Sutter wanted to, where they like they come back from Vietnam, they're shitted on, and then they kind of band together as like this motorcycle club, and then like they start doing legal shit, but then it slowly starts going into illegal shit. Mm. So I'm, I'm kind of getting those kind of vibes here with this, but... It's set up in Netflix, uh, like he might get the freedom that he actually wants to get the show out that he actually loves. Let's hope so. Yeah, that's just, that. Way, that that's if it, he doesn't derail it himself. He's he's famous for doing that. Yeah, that's true. And if he gets any sort of pushback, Kurtzot is like famous for like really going after people and calling them cuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just today he he posted a bloody post on Twitter, and it's just. Um, it was a, a bucket and it just said Baldwin Tears for Alec Baldwin. I don't know. I don't know what, what that guy's. His tears for Baldwin or Baldwin's tears? Baldwin's like, tears, yeah. He, he was Jesus. going going off that he, he didn't believe Alec Baldwin and all this other bullshit. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, Alec Baldwin just released his first interview since those rust. It's only uh, 10 minutes of the actual interview. 10 minutes. <laughs> These guys want to yeah. make a bloody judgment call on 10 minutes. Yeah. This man watched nearly two people die. <clears throat> the fuck's he supposed to react? Mm. We. Jesus. Fucking the pictures like days after when you see him on the phone, the man looks fucking disheveled. He is. I done. think that was like that was right after. Literally fucking right wild. After. Yeah. Um, I don't even. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't watch the interview or anything. There's Same. nothing right now that's like gonna okay any of the shit that happened that day. Yeah. No. Exactly right. Um. So we have Alfonso Cuaron as well, and he's he's got his first shot at um, directing a TV show for Apple. Yeah, so this one's called Disclaimer, and this one is starring Kate Blanchett and Kevin Kline. Um, Kate Blanchett plays this uh, TV documentary journalist, and her whole career is based on basically exposing like big institutions for like seedy shit that they might be doing. Um, and then what happens one day is that... Um, she gets this novel on her fucking bedside and it's written by Klein. Um, and the story is actually her as the lead role and it's going into one of her secrets now. So it's almost like what she's doing, but reversed. Yeah. So it sounds fucking crazy. They've got a good cast for it as well. Kate Blanchett got the, the acting feet and the acting face. The hunter. <laughs> the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I still just picture fucking uh, uh, De Niro doing that fucking role in the hunted. <laughs> By the tree. <laughs> that was definitely not De Niro. <laughs> De Niro? You mean Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee Jones, that's the one. Sorry. Either I one. I was even thinking about the Christopher Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is De Niro in that? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But yeah, this sounds really interesting. We got ourselves, like, you know, the Apple shout out on this one. And we got Quran on the deck as well, so... When, when you said Quran has a shot at directing an Apple project, I was like, fuck them. Yep. Apple has a shot at Quran. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally how it went. They were begging. <laughs> they were begging. Please, Please Mr. Quran. <laughs> it was. Cook was out there on his, on his hands and knees trying to get the project. Please. <laughs> I kiss your feet. What's his face over here as well? DiCaprio's here as well. Come on. Please. <laughs> and that's it. That's it for our streaming news. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting off with our film news. So uh, an unnamed source allegedly said that, uh, that, that he's posted in the sun, which is, always posting Bond rumors and news, and it, it seems like the sun is owned by Barbara Broccoli. <laughs> it probably, probably is. No. But supposedly an unnamed source has said that Idris Elba is... Um, they're looking at Idris Elba to play the next, uh, or at least the first Bond villain in this new set of films. Which, for me, is very cool. Because mm, Idris mm. does a very good villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was the best part of Hobson Shaw, and, like, I mean, he's string, man. He's string a bell. String yeah. a bell don't play no game, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The string is the best. Yeah. String is, like, the smartest motherfucker on the planet, man. Yeah. He, de- he definitely plays, like, the smart villain really well. Yeah. But I almost find this is, like, a mercy fuck for, <laughs> for Idris Elba. You know what I mean? He, um, his character will be better than Bond's, though. You know yeah. what I mean? At the end of the day, his character will be more more interesting than Bond's. Bond's we've seen a thousand times. His character will be more interesting. He's going to have more backstory. He's going to have more screen time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Hopefully this is like, like they, they really make his villain a memorable villain. Mm. One of the, yeah. like, you know, the Silvers or the Sheafs. Um, Even uh, What's-His-Face's villain was really, really good. Really well written. Um Christoph? Uh, Carlisle, Robert Carlyle's villain. Oh. Yeah. In The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. Really well written, really, really well executed. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, it was good. Yeah. I, I just want them to do a villain that doesn't have, like, a, a physical something. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. That, that doesn't have like a burn or a poison burn or like, you know, a bullet in the head or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love El- Elba. Yeah. Uh, Idris is. I'm um, here. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait. I hope, I kind of hope he's like the more experienced, like double O or something. The X double O? Like Trevillian? Yeah. Yo. Mate. Yeah. Mate. Mate. Champy, if he was 007's like trainer, yeah, 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 or like you know how he like he's Commander Bond now, but if he was Commander when Bond was in his like unit, pause. Why can't he be like the the other James Bond? Why can't he? He's retired James Bond. Mm. He's retired James Bond. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that. And they do like flashbacks with Alba doing missions and shit like yeah. that. That's kind of a way to get Alba to be James Bond that's or like B007. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, in man. for that shit. If they do that shit, that'd be fire, son. Yeah. Watch them not do that shit. They won't do it. Nah. You know, they're ready to take that risk. Yeah. They're ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they should fuck? Uh, you know what they should fuck around and do? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? They just have the villain kill Bond, and that's the end of it. <laughs> just a what and done. Yeah. And then just move I could have put this shit on streaming. I could have been cool, though. Just to have Bond actually lose for once, and the villain prevails, and then you just start another story, because they're all different stories, regardless, like, True. Just do like Bond one shots. That's how Bond is supposed to be. Mm. This the, the these sets of Bond films was the first time that we ever had an overarching story for Bond. Mm. The yeah. very first time. Every single Bond film is its own movie. It's got a start. Yeah. It's got a middle. It's got an end. Yeah, and that's how it should always be. Because it yeah. leaves it open. Then that means that somebody else. Okay, I don't feel like coming back. Take your money back. God knows who's going to do that. Yeah. Take your money back and, um, you know, get, get someone else, which is what they exactly what they did with, um, with Lazenby, right? Yeah. Mm. Lazenby was being a little lazy there after, because what's his face? Honor Majesty's Secret Service came out and hit, yeah, right? Because it was yeah, the first Bond film that you'd seen with a different, different person playing Bond. So people wanted to see, hey, how does it, how does it pan out? How, how's it going to work? Hits, absolutely smashes it. They call him up two weeks later and they're like, hey, uh, you need to go to the, the, the premieres and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, it's going to be really, really big. Doesn't show up. Doesn't wow. put his face out there. Gets mad lazy because he, he thought he was the shit, right? Because he, his yeah. Bond film was hidden. Yeah. And then it was, they was like, fuck you. Cubby was like, <laughs> fuck you. We're not doing this. You're not going to be Bond. I'll go back and pay Sean. More than likely, like, you know, $8 million back then, which would be like $50 million now, mm. come back. That's what we're going to do. You're That's crazy, it. man. Uh, you know who is definitely coming back and who they are giving $50 million to is Tom Holland. Oh, man. Because man he, he deserves at least $50 million, at I least. reckon so as well. Just for Spider-Man. Just for Spider-Man. He thought he was out. But they pulled him back in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Amy Pascal talking to the press about Tom Holland's recent comments of him like finishing up was like, oh, no, 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 no. We got plenty of Spider-Man uh, content coming up. We got a new trilogy planned. <laughs> she sounded like the salesman. So she's not from Sony anymore. No, no, no. 
Like she, she's her own like production house now. Yes, yeah, Pascal, um, Pascal, and then but but she still has rights to what's his face, yeah, to the Spider-Man property. Um, I thought that's. I'm how pretty it, sure how it, Sony owns that shit. Sony owns it, but she's still got a little, like you know, she has to be included in stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so she was saying like, there's like, there's no limit to the movies that Marvel and Sony are going to make and that they've got plenty more coming up. Another trilogy with Holland, in fact, Mm -hmm. Um, and a French, um, a French interviewer actually asked Holland, like the day the news broke, he was doing an interview for Mm -hmm. no way home. Mm -hmm. And Holland was like, uh, (laughs) next question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they were also talking about the crossovers. Mm -hmm. And then she Mm -hmm. was like, we're uh, we're just enjoying making movies at the moment. How's about that for an answer? So there's something in the works there, definitely. Yeah. After No Way Home, I'm pretty sure like they they're gonna pull all the stops out in terms of what's possible between Sony and Marvel. Hmm. Like we've seen a crossover already. We, I mean, supposedly we hear what's his face. We hear Blade's voice at the end of Eternals. Yep. How does it sound? Because you actually watched Eternals. How does it sound? Well, I I thought it was Brian Tyree Henry, right. but it sound it sounds it doesn't sound like Wesley, right? He sounds like like Mahershala, but sharp and like he's not fucking around. It doesn't sound sharp. like, like a blade. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he does as Cottonmouth. What was that? Yeah, he kind of does sound like Cottonmouth a little mm. bit, but um, but more stern. He's not as relaxed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. He was on he was on Colbert talking about it. And the he, only reason they don't show him is because um they didn't have the costume done at the time. That's right. He was saying like, you know, he he usually likes to get the voice down in the first couple of weeks in that first week. Yeah. Mm. So like for him to do the have to do the voice first, he said it was mine. It was like, you know, he couldn't stand it. He hated it. I only bring yeah. that up because I think that he's going to be at the end of what's his face of Morbius. Mm. If yeah. Morbius finishes with Blade showing up, everybody going to go watch that, that, that either that next Morbius movie or that Blade movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or this Morbius movie. Cause this- I don't think there's a lot of people rocking up for this one. I don't know. It's been getting like, like, like the posters recently have been really, really good for this film. Mm, true. And they, they, like the the marketing that they're doing for Morbius is kind of better than to the Spider-Man marketing. Some of those posters are trash. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's some, especially the, like the villain close-up posters and shit. I you can have it. Yeah, it's a bit much. Fucking thingy. Boss, Boss Logic does so much better than that. Yeah, yeah. Boss Logic fucking kills it. Bucky. Um, on uh, Instagram, posted a poster, hmm. and it was the Spider-Man mask like split in half hmm. and kind of levitating, and then Spider-Man kind of curled up inside, hmm. Hmm. and that looked fucking mad. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck, that's cool. Hmm. Um. So the next piece. Uh. So with um with Matrix coming out soon, they got a bit of marketing done. And one of the things that we're going to do is that for $50, you could buy an NFT mm. um, as part of the, like part of the matrix uh, universe that you could buy. And there was only going to be a hundred thousand mm. of these things that they were going to sell. And what had happened from there was that sales begin, but then the company running it shut it down and then fucking restarted it. And just fucked up everything. You had 330,000 people waiting in queue to try and buy one of these 100,000 NFTs that were coming through. Fuck. And it just went to shit. So literally a third of these people. And I feel like this is the biggest thing that comes up. Is that whenever there's a big ass sale, they're like, the servers will handle it. (laughs) 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 Oh no. Always, Always, man. But I reckon they also do it on purpose to build the hype and make people just sit there and fucking spam that shit but this badly this was fucking crazy like a bit of a negative experience there but um fucking hopefully people actually got their nfts and it wasn't a massive fuck up in the long run 
Having the servers it. going down for me is always like people breaking the glass to get into the department stores on Black Friday sales <laughs> or something. <laughs> Fucking land of the dead. You see the dude come through with the drill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The um, It's just stupid to do that, man. They should never ever do that. It should always just be a lottery first. Okay, cool. You're part of the, the you know, the hundred thousand people that can actually buy. Yeah. Now you can go online and buy them. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going yeah. on. Like, why would you not do that? That's what they do with shoes. Yeah. I was just about to say, how do you have a more sophisticated system for kicks than you do for like movie related gear? Badly. And it could, it, it would have built bloody anticipation, right? Mm. First we do our, like, you know, our draw for the what's his face for the actual NFT, the hundred thousand people that are going to win it. Yeah. Um, and then we do our, then we, then you can actually go on online and buy one. Cause you don't, the mar- you're not guaranteed, like, you know, it's not all going to be Neo. The marketing for that would have been unbelievable as well. Can you, ima- can you imagine if you got an email, right? And in the email, like it came up with a black blank screen yeah, with the, the green dot blinking. And then it just went, the matrix has you bang, you've been invited. Yeah. Here we go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Either that or it's just nobody can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself on this day. And it's like sign up to, to buy the NFT. Yeah. Badly. Bang. And like, even like. People be ready. I'd be ready. I'd yeah, sign up for that. <laughs> I'd be. So uh, I'd be on. sitting there at the computer just not sleeping. <laughs> like, you know, Tankai is there and he's just like monitoring Neo and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be me waiting but even like prior like putting through your entry it could have just been follow the white rabbit and then you get that email after if you get selected exactly see see <laughs> see what they make you give <laughs> yes sneakers have just been doing that shit longer and smarter they've learned nfts is new they don't know how to operate in this like you know this climate it, 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 it kills me because they were like the first people to come out with like that sort of marketing strategy you know what i mean yeah. it was like you know go to go to what is the to find out more it was like go, yeah. to, go to a website i don't want to go to a website i want to mm. see this now mm. they invented that that was 99 <laughs> yep. well man they've had 20 years to do this Shout out to Dial Up, man. <laughs> Take the half an hour to look at <laughs> Our next piece of news. So um, supposedly there's a 47 Ronin sequel in the works, right? So this one is going to be done by Anna. What's her name? Akana, I think. Yeah, Anna Akana and is going to star um, Mark Dacascos, which is very good. Mm. Um, so... It's going to focus on Teresa Ting, who was in Orange is the New Black. I don't know if she's that chick that's always getting beat up and whatnot in that little Asian girl in yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I think that's her. Um, Mike O, Dustin Nguyen, um, Yoshi Sandazo, and Chris Pang. Right? So the film's going to be written by John Swetnam. Swetnam. <laughs> yeah. And um, sweating me. <laughs> I don't sweat you. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're gonna try and actually um, modernize it though. So it's gonna be set in in our time, in modern times. So kind of like what we said three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they say they ain't listening to the pod, but they fucking listening. Oh man, they have to be, man. I'm, I'm waiting now. I'm just waiting for the idea of uh, what's this way? Shogun Assassin, like set in our times. Like, yeah. And then when they went set, right? With Jason Momoa. When you I think about it, more. John Wick 4 is basically Shogun Assassin. But he, where's the baby at, though? The dog. Uh, <laughs> Literally the cub. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, what's his face? I was watching Road to Perdition, and Road to Perdition is damn near John Wick. Or John Wick is is damn near Road to Perdition. Yeah, true. Whereas instead of the family getting killed, it's the dog getting killed. Yeah, mm. so is Death Wish. It's a Death Wish as well. But yeah, so so they you know they they're trying to sort of set up a franchise here and everything. So 
with 47 Ronin. And I mean, the first one didn't go so well for them, but I don't know, maybe changing, changing it and modernizing it and setting it in, in this time might, might work for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe get rid of, yeah. I don't know if they're going to get rid of the, the fantasy and stuff like that or what's going to happen there, but mm. yeah. Yeah. To be honest, like I love that first one. Yeah. I think the, the the Japanese folklore fantasy plays so well in that world that they created and it would have been yeah. like there's no way that they could have followed that up. You know what I mean? So them making this jump to the future seems like seems so logical. Mm. But mm. I just don't want it to be like, oh, the tech like, you know, overshadows everything. I hope it's not. like it shouldn't be about like them pulling out the sword slow-mo pause and mm. then like like the sword like materializing or, or fucking snapping together like some Star Trek type shit. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I, like I want to see it like old school fucking fire. Yeah. And yeah. I I want it to be something akin to the aesthetic that they bring for like Blade Runner or Altered Carbon mm. where it's like that fucking neo fucking Tokyo type shit. Yeah. Either that or just just give me a world that's built like like Wick. Yeah. Where people carry around swords and have knives and fight rather than shoot each other. Yeah. 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 And give me the fucking the bullet train fight from the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see how they go. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'll still watch it. Of course. Yeah. It's not like I'm going anywhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I go watch it in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking fire. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, it's a, a long in the works adaptation of, uh, I want to say H.R. Giger, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft yeah. in the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. Um, has been on Guillermo del Toro's plate for so fucking long. At one point, it had Ron Perlman and Tom Cruise attached, but now. But then it just got dashed, right? And we didn't hear about it for fucking years and years and years. And then it seems like it's popped up again. So he was talking, uh, GDT was talking on a podcast and he was saying, I want to revisit it now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like now that it doesn't have to be PG-13, I don't have to add all the spectacle in there. I want to like, you know, go back to this weirder kind of um, more, more kind of um, morbid tone. Mm. and do the story right and and add some of the some more elements from the book because I don't have to work in that same um, bookend sort of manner that Hollywood works. Mm. Um, he was also saying like he he can actually make the budget smaller. Mm. And I was thinking like why wouldn't you have done this before? <laughs> um, but then he probably wouldn't have had people like Cameron Cruz attached either. So I actually, um, I actually read this this short story, this novella. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last year or earlier this year. Mm. Um, and there really isn't any spectacle in it. It's almost like this diarized journey and discovery of this alien race and them exploring, like, the city that these aliens created. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's not a spectacle movie. It's not a summer blockbuster. It's none of that. It's not Lovecraft. It's yeah. It's it's um. It's really just like it's it's supposed to be one of those tense horrors, 
where it's more the tension that gets you and not the, the actual jump scare or, you know, showing the monster or anything. Mm-hmm. So is this more in the line of like Prometheus or something like that? Prometheus was like way bigger than this novella ever was. Mm. Like they, there is no chase or anything. Yeah. Like it's legit. Get there, look around. Oh shit. Like they were planning some like crazy shit that have these crazy monsters and let's get the hell out of here. Cause they're all frozen in the ice. Mm. Oh shit. Was it, was it like those, those scenes in Lovecraft where she's on the ship and no. was it like that or not? That was not more exciting. Like- Wow. It, like to me it's legit a boring boring story like mm. uh, my excitement for for this went completely down mm. <laughs> so i'm like if if del toro can actually like inject something more lively into it mm. it'd be fire yeah mm. but del toro also has a fucking a really good eye for like you said he was only going to cast unknowns for this if he does do it but uh yeah he has a really good way of um building the story around the characters and the characters really fucking being emotionally live during these films as well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what he comes up with. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, so last piece of, uh, film news we have is that Ron Clements and John Musker have, um, they're going to come back together and do a metal men animated series. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So metal men, um, it's these six like AI or robots that have personalities linked to the kind of metal that they are. So you've got like tin, platinum, things like that. And they're all headed by this scientist. Um, I think, what was his name again? William Magnus. I was going to say Robert Magnus, but that's not it. Isn't Billy Magnuson a fucking actor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is going to be an animated series. This is going to go through, um, I believe uh, it's a, it was previously a DC comic. Um, this is going to be another animated series as well. So this sounds really fucking interesting as well. Um, they've made yeah. appearances before, back in the 90s, early 2000s, things like that. Um, I don't know much about the Metal Men. It's one of those like niche comics that I never really read. I only know the big ones. But it sounds cool regardless. It, it's given me like, do you guys remember Centurions back in the day? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nah. Centurions was the one where it was just like four normal dudes, but then they put on these suits and it's almost like they could attach Lego pieces to them that turn them into different things. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking fire. Just give me That's those fine. kinds of vibes. So if it's animated, they'll probably get some good action in there, but yeah, it sounds pretty mm-hmm. cool. Hmm. Very good. That's, That's it, it for, uh, for film news. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to fan the hammer there, Bado. No, uh, no emotions, no feelings, just facts. <laughs> Whenever you ready. This is facts, not feelings. All right, cool. So House of Gucci may get an extended cut on home video like every other uh, Ridley Scott movie. Magic Mike is supposedly returning. It's going to come back on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Chucky has been renewed for another season. Ivana Sakno, Sakno, yep, going <laughs> pause, Osaka, Osaka, sorry. Um, Extraction 2 started filming. Steve Conrad to pen Duncan Egg, the Game of Thrones spinoff for HBO. Kobe Smulders has joined um, Secret Invasion. Turner and Hooch has been cancelled. Told you. Okay. <laughs> first look at, um, we got our first look at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one over at Netflix. Um, we're going to have a live action Mega Man that's being developed by Netflix as well. Um, Hoyt Van Hoyt Teamer is the DOP for Nope. Um, he's extremely in demand right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas Cage and Aquafina have joined Renfield with um, Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. J.A. Bayona is going to retell the Alive story, um, which is wild. Malignant 2 may be happening. Fuck. No. Um, Anya de Armas has replaced ScarJo in Ghosted to star opposite uh, Chris Evans. Evans. Um, Tom Cruise was hanging <clears throat> upside down on a biplane in shots from his new MI8 stunt, which is crazy. Halle Berry is signed to deal with Netflix. 
Um, Tom Burke replaces Yaya in um, Infurioso, which is terrible. Um, David Dasmalchin is going to join the Boston Strangler movie over at Fox. And Batgirl, we got our first set photos. We also got a little uh, teaser there for uh, Kang as well in Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. In the reflection. In the reflection, yeah. Very, um, very, uh, uh, what's-his-face looking as well. Um, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So Batgirl also started filming. Yep. And uh, and nope, wrapped filming. Mm. And uh, Tom Cruise was also apparently hired like a fucking cruise ship for the the shoot at MI as well. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's had it since MI seven. It's the only way that they could sort of stay together and be safe while filming. That oh, was shit. his way to get around. Um, yeah. That was his way to get around the whole COVID thing because then mm. all of the crew, everyone stays together on one place. Oh, shit. That's pretty yeah. smart, actually. Yeah. yeah man, Cruz, Cruz, Cruz wasn't messing around. Cruz for president. <laughs> That's an L. Ron Hubbard move, too. Yeah. L- like, literally. You yeah. see them do that in um, The Master. Mm. Mm. Nobody beats the master. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck Nobody with the Jedi Master, it. kid. <laughs> Very good there, Bato. Thank you. Manning the hammer. Not bad. So we got, All right. We've got them trailers of movies as well. We actually got a few this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we got one for Around the World in 80 Days. Um, we also got one for The Silent Sea, which looks fucking fire as well. Yeah. So good. Um, we got Silverback, which is the Trent Williams story, and as well as that Station Eleven. <laughs> In that uh, in that silverback trailer, hmm. seeing that guy's head yeah. after that surgery was wild. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. That's, that shit looks good. Yeah, that shit looks scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah, after the surgery, Jesus. But no, and then we also got a unfortunate trailer for Reacher, the Jack Reacher hmm. series coming out. Fuck, this pissed me off, man. <laughs> I was telling Dave, I was like. Um, I reckon they picked the wrong guy for this show. And this guy is too fucking brolic for this fucking position as well. Pause. Yeah. Reacher doesn't have to be like tank, like ripped. No. But he got it. He's like, he should be like thick. Know what I mean? Like he's just a big guy. Pause. Yeah. Like um, I'm expecting, cause after reading the killing fields, is the killing fields the first one? Yeah. Like the description yeah. they give of Reacher is just this tall, and he's not heavy set. He's lean, but he's got mass on him. Yeah. Because this guy's like ripped and everything. Mm. He's too pretty as well. Yeah. I find. Like people were saying, you know who'd be the perfect, like Jack Reacher? Jason Statham. I was like, really? Like, so First not, they don't expect him to be like that sort of classic, good looking person. Yeah. First off, he can't do an American accent to save his life. Mm. Like, there's Satham. no way. That, Satham. Yeah. 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 He can't. Like, he just can't. I know. I, I wasn't ready for it. World. And him with hair would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Statham should never have hair either. Uh, <laughs> What's going on here? Statham. <laughs> this was the worst trailer I watched this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the most disappointing for sure. I've seen a lot of people online going like, you know, this is what a Jack Reacher show should be. And I was like, we traded in Tom Cruise's films. Even the second one looked better than this. It, um, it, it looked like this was more like the, the second film. Yeah. I mean, this looked like the sitcom. Yeah. And Smile at the camera. Smile yeah. at the camera. Jack Jack Reach is not like the hand to hand guy. I know like we've like heard in our chats <laughs> that he should be like slick and stuff and like know his moves. He's not that guy. He's the brawler. He is the brawler. He's he's the the the, he's the, the sharpshooter. The use anything bloody get to get it done sort of fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Cruz was in the first Reacher. 
Exactly. Um, but he's more the sharpshooter. Like, he's the guy that holds, like, the sniper, um, like, high score or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd be, like, fucking um, Mel Gibson's character in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, two, maybe three people in the world can make that shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, like, they may have the right cast involved, but the tone that they're giving us in the trailer just wasn't it. I need it to be more serious, man. Yeah. Um, more serious, more drawn out as well. Yeah. Like a little bit more patient. It felt like really like sort of fast paced, like let's just quip them up and, and kind of um, show them the action and stuff like that. It shouldn't mm. be about that. Like reach a, like there is action scenes and, and they're mad. And like when they're, when they're done, when they're shown in the book, like, like they're really creative, but like it doesn't have to be just like slick action all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's an MP, man. Yeah. He's an investigator. Like we, we're not supposed to be seeing the action. Yeah. Hmm. We're supposed to see the investigation. That That's what they should be pushing. Yeah. Which is yeah. what they did in the first Reacher again. Yeah. Oh, man. Like you're supposed to see Reacher's mind and how he thinks through things before he like fucks shit up. Yeah. Like that, that's always the last resort for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think. The thing that annoys me about this trailer as well is that they took the beats directly from that first book as well. The fight in the prison, his love interest, things like that. And it's still like, still a kind of dog shit. Like the whole, because he, yeah. he, in the book, he kicks that dude directly in the fucking throat and talks about hearing this man goggle to fucking death. Yeah. But yeah. like that's small action beats compared to fucking what we're seeing now. Looks like they just want to make it all action. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fuck, this was disappointing. Mm. Big time, man. And then we got, like, what seemed like the anti-Jack Reacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the complete opposite. Uh, it, it, it looks good, man. Um, so we got our first, well, our second really look at Peacemaker. Mm. Yeah. Um, which... It's showing us the spectacle and what you would expect from a superhero show, but mm. because it's in that superhero realm, I expect it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but it, it also showed like him sort of trying to work things out with his father and and that relationship and how that kind of progressive progresses mm. and him like showing a lot of self doubt and having to rediscover himself and and kind of build himself back up as the peacemaker, but not the one that was willing to kill like women and kids to get the job done. (laughs) (laughs) This looks, for me, this this looks damn good, man. Mm. It looks like it's, it's literally just a direct continuation after the, after he wakes up in, in um, suicide squad, the the look of it looks like a movie, which is good. Like it doesn't look like a TV show. It looks like a movie. Um, and that that same sort of DNA is just copied across from from Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's awesome. And it seeing looks, it looks like he's he's having so much fun. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but them adding that fucking eagle in there is really oh, like yeah. making my day. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. What does he say when it's in the car? Oh. This this is not a trained eagle. This is a wild eagle. <laughs> Uh, this shit's gonna be fun, man. I'm oh, like, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And then the very last trailer we got, mm. which we literally got a couple of hours ago, it's yeah. fresh off the presses, people. Yeah, <laughs> was the uh, the new Across the Spider Verse mm. trailer. Whew. So yeah, we we don't really get to see much. We we get to see somehow Gwen was able to come back and mm. basically Peter goes on an adventure or not Peter, but miles goes on, goes on an adventure across the spider verse. Mm, yep. And it looks like Spider-Man 2049 is, is chasing him for some God knows what reason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It looks like he's still in love with Gwen. Mm-hmm. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And that's that's literally all we see. Yeah. yeah. So we see absolutely everything and absolutely nothing at the exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it. the animation didn't even look well, I don't know if that's the animation style that they were going for where they were swinging through that city. Yeah. And it just looked like it was unfinished. Like that's like one universe that's like that. And then yeah. they swung into like the future and then they were crashing through and like mm. That looked completely different as well. So they're like this different aesthetics for everything. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, looks it like looks like they just went straight from Spider Verse into the Spider Verse straight to to this too. Yeah, yeah. But it also looks like uh, Spider Man twenty forty nine can actually control it because you see him grab Peter, hit a button. Not Peter. Why am I saying Peter? He grabs Miles, hits a button, and then they go through another portal. Yeah. Right. So it looks like he has the power to actually control where they're going in the the Spider-Verse. Yep. Or at least open up enough portals so that they can go through. Yep. Yeah. And it looks good. Yeah. Do you reckon um, because this Spider-Man's from the future, he sees all the repercussions of what's happened in the past and now he's doing all this, like maybe he's the villain to try and stop everything, to reset, because maybe something catastrophic happens in the future for him? Yeah, maybe, because at the same time, these guys would have been privy to everything that's kind of happening in No Way Home, where they're also dealing with the multiverse. Yeah. Well, that that's what was so interesting with the, the very opening of the, the trailer, right? Because yep. it, it, it literally opens up with, and in another in another universe or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So is that first part, is is, is Spider-Man going to, is No Way Home going to end and then go directly into this movie or like mm. what's going to happen? Yeah, he true. better be in the, that No Way Home. Well, you know what's funny? In, um, in the first Venom, hmm. it ends with and in another, in another universe and then it shows into the Spider-Verse, the first look mm. at it. Yeah. What if uh what if uh in No Way Home you know all the portals open around fucking the Statue of Liberty? Mm. What if you see Miles and fucking Spider Man twenty forty nine come through one of them as well? Oh and they're still fucking so. fighting. They're still fighting and they just go into another portal? That'd be mad. Yeah. That would be cool. I did say like, you know, they should show up. <laughs> the oh, end yeah. of the Spider Verse guys should show up. Yeah. Hmm. I want to see the, um, is it the Chris Pine Spider-Man that's like the rundown Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse? Nah, the, uh, <laughs> the other one. It's um, Jake, Jake. Um, yeah, Jake, fuck. Kale. Busey. Jake Busey. Jake, Jake Kale. <laughs> I can. Yeah. See him nah. show up in that <laughs> fucked up trench coat and he's still disheveled eating the burger or something. <laughs> oh, this is so good. They shut this place down in my. <laughs> I feel like Jake Johnson. Jake no. Johnson, yeah. yeah. Now, is it is it Busey? Nah, Jake Busey's uh, what's his face? Gary Busey's son. Yeah, isn't that? Nah. I'm searching the shut up. <laughs> but yeah, man, this this for me is going to be better than No Way Home. Yeah. This will be this will be the one that actually tackles the multiverse that I think people will really sort of get blown away by. Mm. I think right now there's no expectations on that like series as no. a Spider-Man series because it's not Peter Parker. No, they can not MCU or anything like that. Yeah, but watch MCU characters show up in across the the multiverse, mm, the yeah. Spider-Verse, mm. and blow everyone's fucking minds. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. It is Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Jake yeah. Johnson. Very good. But no, that might have been the best trailer I've seen this week. Mm-hmm. Fuck, yeah. that was good. Fuck yeah. I don't know that that the silent sea looks like. 
That looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. These Korean shows that are coming out, like it's, I think I think now not, Netflix is learning. It's not that they they're, they're only coming out now. These are being mm. they've been doing this in Korea. Like we've been watching Korean cinema since God early nineties. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's just been like that since then. Like it's just been top notch since then. Yeah, and it's definitely different. Like a used concept already, only yeah. to. Like they add something different to it. There's a quirkiness. There's just like the story elements, the characters, just different. I I saw the devil. For me, is in like my top five. Mm. Like it, it's that good. That movie. Yeah. yeah, that good. It it's it's a bloody a crook chasing bloody criminal movie that's just been changed. Mm. We change it all. Yeah. yeah. We turn it on its head. Mm. That's and it's just done so much better. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's what I wanted to ask as well. With um, with all these foreign films coming out now on Netflix, is this all part of that um, uh, that slate they had where they were going to invest more into into foreign film for Netflix? Uh, are these the fruits of Netflix's labors? I guess is what I'm trying to say from that uh, article we saw maybe a year ago. I'd say so. That and Netflix. Netflix saw what. Um, what Parasite did, mm. yeah, and was like, no, nah, we we need a piece of that, yeah, which is why we're getting. I mean, Apple saw it as well down the road, which is why we're we're no 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 we're we're buying up all that stuff now. You want to make a show, we'll buy it, we'll yeah, buy it up now and just put it on our on our servers, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Something for everybody, yeah. For me. <laughs> and that's it. That's it for our uh, our trailer breakdowns. Yep. All right. Now we we uh, we seek into our entertainment news, which is all sad news this week. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. All right, so kicking off. So we want to say rest in peace to see Stephen Sondheim. Yep. So Stephen Sondheim was a composer. A musical composer, a lyricist. A lyricist. Mm. Um, he he did Sweeney Todd, which yep. is awesome. Um, he did Company, Into the Woods, Sunday in the Park with George. He did Assassins, my guy. Mm. Um, Follies, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Sunday in the Park with George, um, and he he wrote lyrics for West Side Story and Gypsy. You know what I mean? Like yep. man's man's did everything. He's won like nine tony awards he won eight grammys which is wild to me um he won the lawrence of olivier award i don't know what that is but it's obviously something for music Mm. um a presidential medal of freedom he's a pulitzer prize winner and he's an oscar winner so he actually won his oscar for um madonna's sooner or later right so and he also wrote some of the songs from dick tracy yeah and then went on to work with um, with Beatty again on Reds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Manz was a legend. He is he a did legend, everything. man. Everything. Um, a big, like, a big reason why I love musicals isn't because of, like, Mary Poppins, Sound of Music. It's actually because of Sweeney Todd. Mm. And that's probably the first time that I've seen adult content um, with musicals presented that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that it's so different. Like we can we can have this serious sort of story. Yeah. But we just add a little music into it and we're all good. Yeah. yeah. Um and like those songs, like they do stick in my head. There was one time when I listened to my friends at work for like eight hours straight. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> um like West Side Story, Dick Tracy, like this guy's a legend. Mm-hmm. Let's time. And thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah, man. It's big. Um this next piece of news is also really sad. Um this man was like an Australian treasure. An Australian through and through. Um he's been in uh like some of the biggest indie and blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's um it's David uh, Galpilil. 
So before he even like started his journey in in fame and and, and kind of movies and and whatnot, he he was a like a hunter and tracker. My guy. Um, in Arnhem Land, in Northern Territory of Australia, right? Uh, he was he was picked up by this director Nicholas Roge, and he was cast in this film called Walkabout. And overnight, mm. this guy just like seen all the success, and he became like this famous actor. Um, he he showed up in in Storm Boy, the original one. He was in Crocodile Dundee. Um, he's got his own um, documentary. My name is David. Hmm. Uh, he was like he was an he was a legend, and it's it, it's so good that someone from like you know that First Nations community is actually celebrated on the world stage as well because mm-hmm. you don't really get to see that many. No, um, and it's only like in the last ten to twenty years that they've really been celebrated across the world. Um, he passed away at sixty eight from lung cancer. He had been battling privately for like four years. Uh, and it's it's really sad as well because he was only 68. Hmm. Know what I mean? But he achieved so much from being a hunter tracker um, to Crocodile Dundee, walking the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Know what I mean? Like it's, it's a massive achievement. Hmm. Um, so rest in peace to, to David Gulpilil. Um Thank you for your contribution uh, to film and and the arts, um, and like you know, you'll be remembered forever. Big time, yeah. Yeah, that that they literally are the first people, right? Yeah. The Aboriginal people are literally the first people. Yeah, they're the people that prepped out on boats and went out and colonize or literally explored the whole world mm. it's beautiful yeah yeah it's like it's, it's amazing their like their history and how it's passed down i think you were telling us where like they have the amazing. best oral history yeah so just like um just like um what's his face talks about um chappelle talks about like a griot Right, who would keep all the stories and whatnot yeah. and hand them down? They, their, their history is an oral history. So they, there is one elder that will pass down that that information through the through the generations. Right. So they, their, their history is so like you know, in depth and accurate that they, like here, if you look at, if you guys Google a picture of Sydney Harbour right now, right, you'll see buildings and everything and the harbor and all that sort of stuff all man-made natural stuff they can tell you exactly what's under that that water their history goes all the way back where there there was no water there Mm. it was before the sea came and swallowed that that little section of land up they can tell you what's there under that water it's amazing yeah yeah Man, yeah. got to do something about this entertainment news, maybe move it back, something like that. So mm. it's, we don't always end on a sad note. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're down to like the last two episodes. Yeah. We're actually going to. Yeah. Um, we're going to end on uh, our thoughts on No Way Home when that drops. Mm. Uh, but yeah. We're, uh, we're getting closer to the end of the year. Lots of things yeah. happening. Yeah. We got, uh, our, um, we got our Spotify wrap-up as well. Yeah. Ooh, which was awesome. It was a thank you. Yeah. Thank you for helping us grow 15% year on year, yeah. like clockwork. Our <laughs> revenue is not off the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks to all of our listeners out there, man. Yeah, man. There were five people. This is what like the wrap up said, but five people on Spotify who listen to us more than any other podcast. It's crazy when you think about that because like I listen to a shitload of podcasts. Yeah, and they listen to us between five and eleven. Yeah, 
which is wild because that means you're listening to us when you're at work. Mm. Or commuting or like or commuting. Yeah. yeah. We're keeping you company through the shitty times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to everyone out there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. across every like streaming platform as well. YouTube included. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Let's make next year the best next year. Yeah, it will be the bigger year, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. 2022, baby. Normal. All right. Let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, uh, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check us out actually, on YouTube. We'll be in in studio next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be back. We're covered, all uh, yeah. nice and like tissues dabbed up, they nose and everything. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, you can catch us on all social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Good pods. If you're into good pods, uh, a lot of people aren't, but you know it's out there. Um, our video is posted on YouTube under Logo Smith Media. You can also find us on Spreaker where we host our podcast um, under Logo Smith Media with a bevy of other uh, shows. Check them all out. Mm-hmm. All different. Um, love yourself and love movies. Yes, sir. And uh, vape more and smoke less and uh, wash your ass. Like and subscribe. Just when I thought I was out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 